Welcome to At The Root with Greg Kuyper. Greg is a psychotherapist and holistic life coach. He has a practice called Kuyper Counseling. Through his professional practice and personal experiences, Greg knows that without connection to ourselves, connection with others is near impossible because emotional connection is at the root of healthy living. If you have a question or a comment, you are welcome to call into the show. The number is 425-373-5527. You can also go to KuiperCounseling.com. There are ways to connect with Greg there, and you can learn more about him and his practice. Hello, Greg. Hello, Stacy. This is exciting today. Yes, we have J.D. Winnikin. Hey! Sticking around and joining <laughs> us today. Thanks it's for great. inviting me. I'm excited. Yeah, no, this, it, it, it's good times. I, I liked Eric's suggestion that he had before he went on that we need What's to that? do a dramatic uh, reenactment of a session with Charlotte and Steve. And so <laughs> I want everyone to know that. That's not what we're doing today, though. It's not, no, no. but I might have to write that up. <laughs> yes, okay. Well, Steve's would be really quiet a lot, wouldn't it? Yes, it would. So I wouldn't have to say very much. You wouldn't have to say much. <laughs> right. Like, I just want her to be happy. <laughs> just I just want her to be, her to be happy. It's never I enough. just want her to be happy. It's never enough. <laughs> well, I'm not. <laughs> it's never enough, is it? Okay. Oh, gosh. All right, anyway. (laughs) Yeah, so glad you're here. You know, the the focus of this show from the start has been, you know, connecting emotionally with others in in relationships. And and key to uh, this connection has been the understanding that these relationships aren't just with others, right? We need need to be able to emotionally connect with ourself in order to understand how to do it with other people. And uh, so, you know, how, how can we connect on an emotional level with others if we can't or won't connect emotionally with our inner self, right? I mean, there, there it is. And that connection provides us with the insight and perspective and the inner knowing that really paves the way to this emotional connection with others. You know, it's like, I don't know, how do you download an app? How do you tell somebody how to download an app, right, mm-hmm. if you don't know how to do it yourself? I mean, oh. it's kind of a... Good silly one. example, but no, that's a no, good no, one. It's not silly. That's a good one. How, how do we got to acquire the ability ourselves first, right? So, and and drawing into this, how can we share someone's sadness if we don't know sadness ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Right. There it is. Ooh. And uh, a lot of questions. I mean, we can, this could we could go on with this one for a long time. I think, but uh, questions like. Um, how did this happen? How did we get to a point to where the, we don't know how to share or express or feel our emotions? Because that's what we're talking about today. One, well, I see this in couples, right? They come in and one, one of the partners is closed off, always has been, distant, doesn't know the, the, uh, how to feel or express emotions. Uh, and the other partner is way over emotional because they just want somebody to please share their emotions mm-hmm. with them and, mm-hmm. and they pair up. Um, how, what do we do? Right? I just blame my mother for everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's the easy way out. That's the easy way out. Right? I know. It's, I mean. Right. I, I well, know, but of course, at, at some point, whether even if that's true or not, at some point, right, we're all responsible for what we des- decide to do with that, right, as adults. Right. 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 And if we get on that autopilot we've talked about so much in here, mm-hmm. right, then we're not really making any decisions on what to do with it. That's just, true. We're just functioning. 
mm-hmm. and, and just every day. And it's, 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 for instance, a couple, a typical couple, I'll just use a heterosexual couple, for example, here, but they'll come in and they're having problems in their relationship. And, and I'll, and the, and the, the wife in this case will express her desire for the relationship, her needs to be, I just need to be heard. I need someone to listen. I need him to listen to me. Mm-hmm. And his desire and his need for the relationship, you know what it is? I just want her to be happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And so how is that ever going to work? It's not. <laughs> you know. And, and then it, w- once we work for a while, we get down to the place to where it's the, the, the husband in this case realizes that, oh, oh. Oh, that means I'm going to have to go there. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to emotions. I'm going to have to do this. And right at that moment, of course, he's feeling Fear, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he doesn't know it, or he doesn't right. express it, or whatever. That's what but, I'm wondering. He doesn't, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't even know what it means or what right. to do. And so that's kind of where we're at in, in this discussion, maybe, is what in the world, where do we go with that? How did you, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those avoidant attachment types. So um, am I. Are you? I am. Yeah. yeah. I'm a mixed type. Yeah, mixed? Oh, yeah, very mixed. Because at times when you've talked about the, um, the avoidant piece, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah that it totally resonates and then you'll talk about the anxious and and that totally resonates. Uh, right. So I seem to be mixed. Well, mixed. well I thought you said mixed up. Okay. Well, <laughs> yes. Sorry. Okay. Well, there's That's for offline. Greg. Well, there's there's a there's a relationship though between those. I mean, they're they're both rooted on some level both in control, right? The idea of oh, anxiously yeah, yeah. trying to get something out of it or anxiously trying to avoid something right. is about trying to control some element of how the relationship is going. For our emotional state, right? Is that am I right about yeah, that? Yeah, I know that makes total sense. Okay, right? we're trying to control the situation, yeah, and and we, it's at an impasse because the one person needs emotion and wants that emotion and wants that connection. The other, the other partner has no idea mm-hmm. how to even do that mm-hmm. because yeah. of past stuff. I mean, we can get into all that, but I mean. For me, it was a, a difficult relationship with my father. I don't know about you, but, but you know. Uh, mine was bullies growing up. Yeah. I had yeah, a lot yeah, of peer issues go. growing up, and that was that was more it than anything else. And certainly family dynamics always play a part in that, right? Right. On some level. I grew up in a pastor's family, so there was oh, a, lot yeah. of, a lot of image awareness. Shame. There could be. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that whole image thing is a, is a, is a big piece of it, you know, the— the family has to look good on the outside, mm-hmm. right? And if it's totally dysfunctional on the inside, but no one else knows it. And it's easy for a child to take on that shame piece of, mm-hmm. uh, we're, this is supposed to be good, it's not, so it must be me. Yeah. Right? That's, that's me in a nutshell. There you go. <laughs> right it there. must be me. It must, must be, be my fault. It must be. And yeah. then we grow up later, 20, 30 years later, we've got this, this self-worth thing going. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's been no skills or language around how to, you know, you grow up and supposedly everything is going fine and then it's not. And so rather than do the work, you quit. You know, one has to wonder if the divorce rate is so high because when the going gets tough, it's like, "Mm, this isn't going the way I thought. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's obviously a wide brush that I'm painting with. 
But I think about those difficult periods and rather than do the work that these couples that come in and see you do, where they start to realize, like, what do you want? I just want her to be happy. Well, making me happy would mean you connecting with me and feeling something. Well, I don't know how to do that. Mm -hmm. Right. And so. Well, it's 50 percent divorce rate in this country. That's amazing, isn't it? 50 percent. Well, and Mm -hmm. it's old coping mechanisms, too, right? The the coping mechanisms we develop as a kid say, for me, part of the avoidant mechanism was if I avoid situations that might cause me pain, I will spare myself pain. Absolutely. We carry those over into relationships. And at some point, even though they might have started in a way to protect ourselves, they cease to be helpful. And all of a sudden, like in my case, all of a sudden one day I realized I felt completely helpless in my relationships. I have no idea what to do. Yeah. And my old ways of doing things didn't work. And wow, that's a a really scary place to be. And there's that. You've always been in control too, Uh right? I mean, because- People that have this avoidant attachment style and, and avoid the pain are always in control. I've got it. Stay out of my way. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't uh, don't get in my way. I've got this. I don't need any help. Please, no. Let me do it myself. Mm-hmm. And that way, they have total control over it. And then when they come to these realizations, there is no control. There is none. And it's a scary place. What do what you know? What do we do at that point? Here's this guy, in this example I'm using, here's this guy in this relationship, and he is realizing that, oh, feelings, emotions, you know, his, his whole attitude for years has been they, they're weak, they make you weak, mm-hmm. you know, they're mm-hmm. useless, they get in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, power through. Power through, fix it. Right, mm-hmm. the fixer. Suck it up. Yeah, suck it up. There you go. Mm-hmm. And that's what, I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, how happy does he want her to be? So that becomes the question. You've talked in past episodes right. about this uh, sort of renewal to commitment, right? And so right. does he, if he really wants her to be happy, then is he willing to do the work with himself so that they hmm. can then work together? Well, I think when he says, I just want her to be happy. It's, that's just, you know, a way for him to, how do I do this and keep on going uh-huh. the way I am? That's short. Right. How, how can I just, what it's, do we got to do here, yeah. honey? How do I fix this mm-hmm. so that I can keep going on the way that I am right now <laughs> yeah. and you're happy, right? And it's not, it's, it's not a matter of making somebody else happy, right? We're all responsible for our own happiness, but, um, uh, he, he just in that statement, he doesn't get it, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't get it at all. You know, mm-hmm. I just want to make her happy. Well, because the or assu- I just want her to be happy. He doesn't even say make her happy. Because the the assumption is is that if that's what happens, right? If he does this or doesn't do this and she's happy, then everything's okay. Yeah, it's handing over. It's one of the things I had to really learn. It's handing over an enormous amount of power to somebody else over whether I'm okay or not. Ooh. Yeah. Right. It's it. And to me, that was one of the big aha moments in my own work around this avoidance stuff was to recognize that a, this person could say, "I want, I need, I to me to for you, me to be happy, you need to do this." That may or may not be true. Right. Partner's got to do the same thing. Right. It has to show up the same way. Sure. But by just saying it's all about keeping her happy, pretty much my day was going to be defined every single day by whether she's happy or not. Yep. And there's there's not there was nothing, and then of course me being the type of avoidant I was was like, well, I'm not getting what I need, which is calm, 
and quiet and control and not being destabilized, so I'm going to retreat further. Well, well, and the only way she can be happy is if somebody just listens to her. I was just going <laughs> to say. Just listen. I've got these feelings. I need to share them. <laughs> That's not going to happen because. Typically, here he is talking a lot about how he feels, and he's not letting the woman mm-hmm. have a word in edgewise <laughs> about what I need in this right. relationship. And I need you to stop talking less, and I need to be able to talk more. Right. But, but that's not just <laughs> what you would need. You would need reception. You would need connection yes. on that end. Because how many times would somebody say, I just need him to listen to me. Well, I'm, I'm there every day. Well, are you hearing well, or are you I hear listening? that all the well, time. Exactly. I'm here. I've been here. I always will be here. Exactly. You know that. Because I That's think what what's being say. said is actually I want to connect with you. Right. I want to be, yeah. I want this space filled with the two of us. I want to be connected to you. And then, but that's the problem is because if you're not connected to yourself, you have no idea what that's supposed to look like. No matter how much you talk, no matter how much you say, no matter what, how many sessions you right. go to. Can't learn to do that. Well, and that, I'm, that's what I'm thinking about with her is that, you know, he's like, I just want her to be happy. And she's like, well, I want to be happy, too, but I'm not. And she's clearly reached a place where, you know, let's go a traditional, you know, great. Maybe they've got the white picket fence that she always thought she wanted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she has a couple of kids like she thought she always wanted mm-hmm. or a dog or three mm-hmm. cats, for instance. Whatever. Uh, whatever it is. <laughs> And it turns out that that's not all it's cracked up to be. And that means then that she also, she doesn't know what's going to make her happy. She hasn't done the work either. That's a good point. So you have two people in very different ways in the exact same place. Yeah. And and eventually I see in this example the woman, the wife, retreating. Right. Withdrawing. If I talk to him, he's not going to listen. And he will immediately try to fix it. Mm-hmm. And that is like the, the, the big no-no. And right? then she says, fine. Right. And, <laughs> and yeah. by, by fixing it, we can move the topic of conversation on, right? We fixed it, so now you're happy, right? Right. And mm-hmm. it just doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And so somehow it, it, it comes down to this partner realizing that they've got to discover emotions. I just read a a deal on Brene Brown just came out with a new book. Oh my God, it's incredible. Mm -hmm. It's it's, uh, the Atlas of the Heart. Oh, unbelievable. Every human being should read this. Um, But in it, she's talking about emotional connection and and, uh, uh, she said that she did this study over years and years they were studying something else but they were able to use the data data from this and it was uh, there were 7000 people surveyed and they asked them to name motions and they named almost all of them said happy sad angry that was it that's it three emotions hmm. i'm like and what's wrong with that <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stacy! Uh, it's a good thing you've been sitting in here for so long, right? I mean, I am learning finally. Well, her ideas, and she's totally right. That think of the nuances of sadness, despair, grief. Oh. You know, I mean, there's there's a dozen in there, right? And so I'm sad. If well, you're if you're if you're in despair, that means you've lost hope, 
right? I was just going to say, like, I'm sad I dropped my ice cream cone or I'm sad that my spouse died. Right. There's Because <laughs> there's, there's grief and anger and frustration right, all of a sudden, right. yeah. Well, anyway, it, uh, well, it's not off topic, but uh, the, how do we express those emotions and how do we feel them with the other person, right? Because that's what we're looking for in this emotional connection is the, the magic word, empathy, right? And mm-hmm. feeling felt so she can open up and share her feelings about whatever and he can understand those feelings. He can feel her feelings, mm-hmm. not understand. He can feel her feelings, feeling felt. And from that point on, that's empathy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that is the joining. That is the attunement right there. And it requires, oh, my vulnerability. Ooh, yeah. yeehaw. <laughs> this guy has to get vulnerable, <laughs> but I'm in control. <laughs> okay, you know what this is making me think of? Oh, what? It's making me think of, um, you know, the go-to, like, crying, right? And mm-hmm. how many times you've seen your significant other cry. Now, if Pete were asked the question, he'd say, you know, this week, this month, like, <laughs> you know. And I'm not a big crier, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, he'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, Stacy gets emotional. I can count on two fingers the number of times that I have witnessed Pete cry. Mm. And it's so interesting because it's a it's a societal thing. It's you know, um, you know, generational. It's how he was raised, the messages that he got, and it's just fascinating that being able to express yourself and you're so suppressed. It's emotions are messy. Well, think about it. We never we never learned how to do it. If it wasn't modeled to us, we didn't mm-hmm. learn how to do it. And then if we were shamed when we did do it, mm-hmm. then we're like, eh, uh-uh, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. Everything's fine around here if I don't show emotions. Well, because if, so, if the messaging has been that emotions are dangerous, oh yeah, yeah, then to feel them puts you in a place of risk. That was my biggest problem. Right. Again, I can only speak from my own experience. No, no, that's, as far as that's concerned, piece. But yeah. It's the fact is, is if <clears throat> the most important thing I've learned in dealing with this is that my emotions by themselves won't kill me as much as they might feel like they are like yeah. grief, sadness, loss, frustration. Right. Nobody likes feeling those things. And yet I had a hard time learning when I was younger that those are normal things that they will flow through, that you can feel them and not be destroyed by them. The I thought that if, if I was feeling any of those things, my most important task was to cut those feelings off right. as soon as possible, either by just denying they were there, medicating them somehow, medicating. whatever the case might be. And then that was this, that's just what you did. Right. And unfortunately, what that means is if you don't know how to feel emotions and, and understand that they can pass through and that the way for them to pass through is to feel them. And... And to name them. And to name them. That's you're never going to be able then to s- recognize it and see it in another person and empathize with them as they're doing it because right. then it becomes about solving it. Because if the answer for me with emotions is to solve that problem, when somebody else, my partner, is bringing it across to me, that's why I want to solve it. Right. Rather than just letting them sit and letting them flow and not having to have an answer because that's not the point. That to me is always the challenge. And so if we don't learn how to do that, that those emotions by themselves are not a threat, it's it's kind of dead on arrival right it from is. the very beginning. And it language is. is important. I think about yeah, yeah. how as small children, 
you know, we read our kids' books and we learn the alphabet and we learn colors and we learn numbers and, you know, you learn a new language in school or your multiplication tables and these things are drummed into us. However, the language of emotion is not something that we are taught and that... literacy there, right. Right. There's not any literacy around it. And Mm -hmm. especially, God forbid, it be a negative emotion, you know, like pull yourself up by your bootstraps and, you know, being stoic is, is applauded. Mm. That's why I always kind of chuckle when I watch in a bad way, when I watch an upset parent, try to explain to an angry child or a sad child who's (laughs) like five years old to try to reason with them out of it. Right. (laughs) It's like that, that kid does not, can't even take in that reasoning. Right. It's the emotional response to it. What they're reacting to is that mom and dad is, I'm upset right now and mom or dad is angry at me. Right. About this. It's not, you know, and so that's not being taught that way either. Instead, it comes from that mental space, that logic space of you should do this. You shouldn't do this. You shouldn't behave this way in public. You, you know, you shouldn't feel that way. Well, and then those, that those children grow up to, to have difficulty with self-regulation uh-huh. of their emotions because yeah. they weren't taught to co, they call it co-regulation when the parent will, will sit with them and when they're crying and, just sit with them and let them cry, and you know, I mean, can't always do that, but I never. I don't you know. know whenever my kids to let them know that you, let them know that you're sad with them. That's mm-hmm. co-regulation, or you're happy with them, right? Or you know, to a certain extent, you're you're upset with them too, right. because that allows them allows them to uh, understand how to come down from that or how to change it because. They're doing it with you, mm-hmm. right? And it's okay. Rather than, stop crying! You right. know, I mean. Right. Because yeah. then it's okay for them to have it. Because then it's okay for them oops. to have it. Giving them that right. space. <laughs> what? Wow. Said, oops. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> well, because, you know, it's a trigger thing, right? You know, mm-hmm. and I can speak to the parenting piece that when your kids are crying and you just want them to be happy... <laughs> <laughs> sure. Right. Okay, I'm fairly Steve in this you case. You want to fix it. I want to fix it. Yes. And then they're not communicating with me, and I get frustrated right. because they're not communicating, and you know, and then I feel out of control. Yeah, and it's really hard when you've got an adult trying to do that with a child, right? Who, who Acting who, like a child. Well, and their reasoning skills aren't even there yet, no. right, in their brain. And no, we, we expect them to be. You know better than that. I know no, they don't. It's like talking <laughs> to them know? like they're little adults. I right. Mean, it's just, it's, and unfortunately what that's doing is the exact opposite of what those parents hope for. Right. In the long run. I think you hit something there, Stacey, when you said the language of it. Mm-hmm. That's so important. I mean, f- helping someone feel emotion, but they have to be able to, to have a language behind it, the nuances of it, right? To be able to share it with their partner, mm-hmm. right? It's it's not, I get it, honey. I mean, that's not it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I get it, honey. Can we go on now? No. It's, you know, being able to, to feel it with the other person. <laughs> we've all done this. We all have gotten to a point at some point in our lives where we've felt a deep connection emotionally with somebody else. Absolutely. Briefly. Maybe hugely, whatever, hugely is that word? Um, uh, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, we've felt that, and it's an important moment in, um, 
Will you talk about curiosity? That's something that you bring up a lot sure. and that that's a good way. So when you're in that space, having right. curiosity, I mean, as silly as it sounds, you know, oh, you're sad, like sad I dropped my ice cream cone or sad, you know, you just right. found out that you lost somebody. And well, asking it, questions. Yeah, and we haven't really we got to that in this discussion about the awareness piece, right? Right. Because that's... That's how this person can start to change, right? How did you change? You started becoming 100%. aware of what's going on. Yep. And and when when you're aware, it's it can be like, oh no, right? Or it can be, oh, this is interesting. Let's right. figure this out. Yeah. That's the curiosity. Piece. Yes. Right. Yes. And being oh, able to and being able to sit with that, right? That yeah. Yeah. Because uh, that curiosity creates that that sense for the other person that you're open to that. You're not telling them what to do. You're not fixing it. No, like you're that. inviting yeah. them to step into it. Invi- it's an invitation. It's an invitation to step yep. in, and it's not an effort to control a certain situation. I would think that in a situation, Stacey, you were talking about earlier, you're not listening to me. We were going back and forth. Mm-hmm. That curiosity diffuses that. Yes. Because then you can put something into the space, and then you have a little bit more of a of a mutual meeting, potentially. Right. Yep. Trial and error. Right. Trial and error. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Gosh, of course, we're out, we're out of, time. of time. Damn. We have Sorry. to do this again. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Any time. No, this we've got. We 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 haven't even scratched the surface on really, but uh, lovely having you here. This is great. Oh, thanks, Greg. Yeah, I'm, yeah. No, this I appreciate is, it. Uh, uh, Stacy and JD and I talk about this stuff all the time. <laughs> yes, we and do. And so today we just decided to turn the mics on. Right. Basically. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Why not? Uh, well, you've been listening to At the Root with Greg Kuyper. Again, if you're interested in learning more about him or listening to past episodes of his podcast, you can go to KuyperCounseling.com. Greg? Hey, everyone, stay aware out there. See you next week.